0: it goes welcome back to KD on 101.9 and 94.1 News Talk SDL the smooth sounds of Perry Woods good stuff on a slow jam Friday I'm going to talk to Mark Lauder from the America First Policy Institute in one minute here. I want to remind you that if you missed anything from that first hour or you just want to make sure you never miss anything that happens here on Columbo and Katie, make sure you are subscribed to our podcast. We put the show out as a podcast right after we get off the air every day, and we put it on basically every podcast platform. So whichever podcast platform you use, subscribe to Columbo and Katie. You'll never miss anything that happens here on the show. It's just That simple. Mm -hmm. And now, as I mentioned, joining us uh, back on the show, it's been a while. Great to catch up with Mark Lauder from the America First Policy Institute, uh, former director of strategic communications with the Trump-Pence 2020 campaign. So, uh, yeah, Mark, do you get any flashbacks now that we're in another presidential election year? Do you... you, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, do you, do you miss it? Or are you like, man, I'm glad I'm not going in the middle of that monster anymore? I mean, you got to, I, I imagine for you, you have a, a unique perspective when it comes to uh, election season. So, uh, yeah, what's that like? What's that like not? being there this year. Do you guys
1: want the truth? I do. I <laughs> want whatever you want to train.
0: You tell us whatever you want to tell
1: <laughs> You know, there's a lot of PTSD involved. I sure. would imagine. Um, I would imagine. But I would also tell you that, uh, you know, I often compare it to the flu. Like, you know that feeling you know when you got the flu but it hadn't hit you yet? Mm. You know it's coming. Mm-hmm. And you know what it's going to do to your body, your soul. <laughs> right. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, I know what it, it's coming. I know, it, yeah. I know I've got it. There's nothing I can do to stop it. it, it just
0: it's it. unavoidable. There's no way to get around yep. it. Yeah. No, I totally, <laughs> totally understand that. So, uh, obviously, this is a, a different situation than what you guys were going through in 2020. Uh, Donald Trump, according to the polls and according to the elections that have already happened, obviously having a, uh, a commanding lead. However, all week long, uh, every story that you read about Nikki Haley uh, says that uh, she's staying strong and uh, is saying that she's not uh, exiting this race, at least uh, not yet. Uh, what do you what do you think about the the current um, uh, this current stage of the election and uh, whether or not it's time for the party to unite around one candidate Donald Trump or if uh, you know if if Nikki Haley hanging around in this thing is a, a, a good thing?
1: <clears throat> well, I mean, of course, I respect her right to be able to hang around, but I mean, it's over. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was just a poll out yesterday uh, in South Carolina that showed her losing by 26 points to Donald Trump in her home state Yeah, where the governor, who used to be her lieutenant governor, and two senators, including a senator she appointed and major co- congressional leaders, are all supporting Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And it just, aside from, as a politician, you never want to get beat in your home state. Mm. I, I mean, I, if you can't even get the people who know you the best to support you then how are you going to get people, you know, in Missouri, in, in, in Indiana, and in Tennessee to get on board? They're not going to.
0: I think it's such a great point. And I've, it's one that I've used in the past um, against people like Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. Who you know is it's been talked about it's kind of cooled off here recently but you know he for a long time he was talked about being like one of the new superstars in the Democratic Party. He is wildly unpopular in South Bend, Indiana. Like so if you go if 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 the people that have been directly impacted or that you served in your past if they don't have your back, I think that that is extremely telling and we are seeing that with Nikki Haley and that's why it surprises me a little bit and you would know better than than I would from a, a strategical or just a campaign standpoint. Uh, why is Nikki Haley hanging, uh, staying in there at this point? Because you would think you'd want to save yourself that embarrassment of losing your home state. What? Do, what's the? What's the?
1: Well, she's got the money right now. She's got the money, mostly coming from Democrat donors, uh, that is keeping her in this. And I think she's got a window here. I mean, politics is a lot about windows. And so, you know, we're still three weeks away from the South Carolina primary. So, you know, by this time, it could have, I thought it could have been as early as this week, maybe next week. If she doesn't start to see significant movement in the polls, then she's either going to crash and burn this thing, like her career to the ground and go all in, or she's going to realize that, okay, my window is closed, I can still get out, save face with the former president, save face with the Mac community to a certain extent, um, and try to salvage a future political career. I I said it on one of the TV networks recently. I'm like, look, you know, for Nikki Haley, the choice is simple. You're either on board the Trump train or you're going to be under it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's your choice.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Is she welcome on the Trump train? Do you think that Trump voters across the country want to see Nikki Haley campaigning with Donald Trump or want to hear her if she does end up dropping out. Like, do they want her to, you know, fall in and and be one of the supporters of Donald Trump or do they just want her to go away?
1: Uh, You know, I think to a certain extent they don't care. I mean, I I mean, I remember back in 2016, Ted Cruz gave that horrible convention speech. and People were like he was going to be primaried and you had little Marco Rubio out there. And now, of course, they're two of the biggest champions of MAGA. Uh, you know, and, and all of that out there. So, I mean, people do have short attention spans. They know that there are, these are primaries. And so it's always kind of an, you know, an inter-family fight. And when you put it aside, you're still family. Mm-hmm. Um, but it depends on when she does it and how she does it, uh, on whether she can do that. And I'm not saying she's going to be the running mate. Right. But could you be, I mean... Remember, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton went toe to toe, nasty, ugly, right up until the very end, and he still made her Secretary of State. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but they point. weren't they weren't necessarily as far apart on some of the policies. I think that was more, you know, that was more personal and just kind of like a which which personality it, when it came to Barack Obama and Hillary. I didn't think that they I, I, it, 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 at least my feeling was they weren't as far apart on some of the. The policies that that trump well even if
1: she wants even if she wants a future in politics in 2026 2028 or beyond she needs to have you know again time is a little bit of, of your ally in this respect that if she drops out supports the president does what she needs to do maybe not overly publicly but maybe she's got something that she can run for in 26 or maybe in 28 and or whatever but how quickly does she do that, and when does she do that? Mm-hmm. That's the question, because when I look at the map, it's not just North, South Carolina. I do not see a state out there that she can win.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I agree. And I, is there any consideration to the strategy of, look, we're not going to win, but if we stick around – We can collect, you know, a couple hundred delegates and raise and and put some more money in the coffers and we can use this to maybe influence and get our, you know, some of our policies on on the platform. Is there any, is that a consideration for a presidential campaign at this point to just stick it out knowing you're not going to win, but like maybe we can have some influence on, you know, the, the, the ultimate platform when we get to the RNC?
1: Not really. I mean, the president, the presidential campaign will decide the platform. Um, You know, you might be able to have a little bit of an influence around some of the edges, but even not even not much. Uh, And platforms don't mean what they used to mean back, you know, back in the day. Right. So. You know, it's basically, I mean, especially, you know, when you have a president like or a candidate like Donald Trump who can take the true soul she'll and tell you exactly what, she, what he means at any moment of any given day, and you know what he means. People don't go looking for party platforms. He'll tell you what yeah. he believes.
0: The <laughs> reason, yeah, the, well, the reason I ask is because like, I'm just searching for a, a logical reason. For her to stick around, and you make a great point. The South Carolina primary is not till the twenty fourth; still three weeks away. You think um, uh, ultimately she ends up dropping out before we we get there? You know, stand strong for say all the right things for the next week and a half or so, and then kind of make your gracious exit at that point. Do you, do you see that maybe being? That would uh, be
1: my gut. Yeah, unless um, you know, unless she decides I'm going to go in and I don't care. Uh, I mean, not. I mean, most politicians don't like to be humiliated. They don't like to be embarrassed at yeah. getting beat by 30, 25, 30 points in your, in your home, home state. state. <laughs> Not necessarily something you're putting on your resume. No kidding.
2: Mark, we're seeing um, a real spotlight on illegal immigrations, even besides at the southern border. Right now, we're seeing this attack that happened in New York on police officers with four illegal migrants. We're also seeing people in Massachusetts. Lawrence Jones just interviewed a young woman from Massachusetts saying, why are is the president and why is this White House not helping Americans and helping us first when we're in need and giving away so many things to illegal migrants that are taking up facilities, taking up youth centers? Why is this happening to us right now? I'm wondering, Mark, do we have a lead right now when it comes to the feeling of illegal immigration, what's going on at the border and what's going on with each state when it comes to migrants being bused out to places like New York? Do conservatives have, do you feel a leg up right now in that? instance
1: uh, i think we have like two legs two arms uh, <laughs> on this uh, issue i mean this is absolutely crazy and i mean this is the one thing again people know joe biden did this he caused this this wasn't a creation of con- he can try to blame congress all he wants he signed 94 executive orders in his first 100 days undoing trump administration uh immigration policies that's one a day basically mm-hmm. that he did he owns this mess and why to what end and when people even in democrat leaning areas are starting to complain you've got the mayor of new york city the mayor of chicago big city mayors can't you know can't handle this influx and then when you go back and look at iowa and new hampshire the number one issue on the minds of the voters was immigration now you know new hampshire's got a tiny border with canada but Iowa doesn't un- border anything. And so why on earth would border security be the number one issue in both of those cities or both of those states unless they recognize, they see it. And they know what it's doing to their communities, their local schools, I mean, their city budgets, their state budgets. And it's happening. Across the country. You You don't have to be a border state anymore. Everyone's a border
0: state. You're exactly right. Our Missouri governor, uh, Parson, is going down to the border with Greg Abbott uh, this weekend. And we were talking to a state rep on our show two days ago Mm -hmm. who is pushing a uh, Missouri House resolution to support Texas in their ability to defend their own border. So it's a, it's a, it's a frontline story here in, in Missouri. Like you say, just like it is everywhere. Every state's a, a border state. And that kind of, I'm glad, I'm glad Katie brought this up. We're talking to Mark Lauder from the America First Policy Institute and, and it kind of leads in perfectly because what we have seen, particularly in the news this week with the border and with the situation with the migrants in New York, you know, assaulting police officers, it's been anything but America first mm-hmm. when it comes to the Biden administration, uh, their policy of the board and policies in other areas as well. So what at America First Policy Institute, you know, what are you guys doing working on in this election year to uh, expose that to the American voter and, and hopefully, you know, have a, a, a plan going forward if we if we have an opportunity to make things
1: better? <laughs> yeah, well, and luckily, I mean, we've got the luxury, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm working you know, with former Homeland Security Secretary uh, Chad Wolf, who is right down the hall from me, uh, who leads our immigration team, as well as one of his top policy guys who are actually in the Department of Homeland Security, building the wall, doing all of those things. And so these are the guys that were actually in the trenches knowing how to do it and getting ready for doing it again. And yeah, I mean, obviously you've got to continue to build the wall, but you need other measures as well. Mm-hmm. Remain in Mexico policy where literally, I mean, what we've got to remember is that the best way to keep migrants out of, from coming, uh, coming into our country is don't make the trip to begin with. Mm-hmm. And when they actually believe they're not going to get in, then they won't come. If they know that if we catch you, we're sending you back, or if you—if we catch you, you're going to wait in Mexico for two, three, four years before you get your hearing. You're not coming here in the first place. When you realize you're not going to get free health care, free sex change operations in California, free food, free lodging, free five-star hotels, all this transportation to wherever you want to go, when you're not getting any of that, you're not likely to come here. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like... And so we've got to create yeah. the deterrent. And that's
0: the key. Yeah. Do you feel like the the American people, the the voters, are starting to uh, realize and uh, even like some demographics, some areas? We've done stories recently about you know the uh, the black vote across the country and how the the Biden is losing support and you know some of these these uh, tried and true demographics for him because. These type of, uh, again, I mean, I don't mean to make it a a pun talking to you, but, you know, it's it's anything but America first, it seems like, when it comes from this president. Do you think that that is making a difference, even with some, uh, you know, more traditional Democrat voters as we head towards November?
1: No, absolutely. I mean, they see it when they look at their grocery bill, when they go to fill up at the tank, when they you know take their kids to school, when they see the crime in their communities. I mean, you, when you can see that there's a war going on in the Middle East, a war going on in Europe, all of these things that weren't happening before the southern border crisis. I mean, there's really nothing that Joe Biden hasn't touched that he hasn't absolutely just failed out miserably. Yeah. And so a lot of folks are abandoning their kind of predisposed political loyalties to go. I was better off four years ago than I am now. Now we don't have to deal with mean tweets, but I'll take that for $2 gas. Yeah. I'll take that for migrants who beat uh, I mean, literally, when you see NYPD officers getting attacked yeah. by migrants who are then released, giving the bird, mm-hmm. and not facing any jail. Mm hmm. And now People we just left shaking their head.
0: Yeah. And then it was reported by the New York Post earlier today that at least four of those seven that were arrested uh, gave fake names to a church group and got on a bus to California. So not only were they right. let go easy, bail easy. free. Yeah. Now, yeah, they, they weren't going to be held accountable anyway. But now they're not even. I mean, Here, none, now none. yeah, now they're just living their lives on the other side of the country. It's 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 there was uh, a
1: terrorist, please. a known or suspected terrorist that was released and was wandering around Minnesota for a year.
0: My goodness, yeah. uh, Mark. One more question before we let you go. Hope we can get you back on real soon because there's lots of things I want to talk to you about. But uh, uh, going back in time, when one more time, putting on uh, your uh, your campaign hat. Uh, when do we? When does the uh, the the Trump campaign start to talk about people that are going to be involved uh, with the next administration? And of course, vice president is a big uh, you know that's that's the big one in the media. Everybody's you, you know debating over who's going to be the yeah. vice president. Who's on your mm-hmm. short list for the people that would be? Uh, the 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 right fit for a Donald Trump administration as far as vice president or or anybody else in the in the uh, cabinet. If
1: you have any thoughts, yeah. Well, and you know, obviously, I don't speak for the former president sure. or his campaign right of course. now. Of course, um, you know, but I mean, I don't think the names that I would throw out there would shock anybody. It's the names I think everybody is banding banding about. But here's the one thing I'll tell you. You know, is that not only do you have uh, you know, there's a process to all this that has to go through. You need to get the nomination first or at least be the presumed nominee officially uh, before you get into that. And then there's there's a process. So it would not surprise me if they waited till closer to the convention before they announced their VP choice. And that's typically when it's done for a couple of reasons. Number one, you need to get them ready. Number two, it costs money to have a vice presidential candidate. You know, you've got to get them a second. got to get a second plane. You've got to get them all kinds of staff. you got to start staffing and building out all of their rallies and all of their stuff that they're going to do. So it's not just like I get to pick somebody and it's all, you know, so all of that goes into the calculation of when you're going to do it. Yeah. And so I would be I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't wait until closer to the convention in July uh, for that kind of thing. And then once you become the nominee, you actually stand up an official transition effort. And so they'll have their people doing that. But I think most of the time, you know, I know the president's, uh, you know, I and mean, most candidates don't like talking about it. Uh, you know, they don't want to jinx themselves. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that kind of work is ongoing. And then once you win, you get the keys, you unload the, you know, and then you start the true transition work. but, until you get there, you don't usually talk about it yeah. much.
0: Great stuff. Really appreciate the insight. That's Mark Lauder from the America First Policy Institute. Hope we can get you back on the show again real soon. In the meantime, if people want to keep up with you and what you guys are working on there at America First, what are the best ways to follow you? Website, social media, yeah. all that good stuff.
1: You can do uh, Mark with a C underscore Lotter, L-O-T-T-E-R, Instagram, Twitter, all the things. Uh, AmericanFirstPolicy.com is where you go to follow the group. Mark
0: Lauder, appreciate your time as always. Hope to talk to you again soon. Have a great rest of your day.
1: You too. Bye.
0: Great stuff there. Yeah, I love talking to him. I do too. He was in the belly of the beast.
2: I I love that he just said it's like getting the flu, working a presidential (laughs) campaign. I think that's incredible because I didn't know if using the word PTSD was like the right thing to use.
0: I would imagine that it is. could you
2: imagine day and night? I mean, if you listen to Chris Arps talking about being with Jim Talent, Chris Arps was up and going for 16-17 hours a day. Yeah. A presidential campaign, I bet that's a 20-hour no, day. Chris worked on
0: the Ted Cruz campaign oh, too. That's right. it's got yep. some stories about that. Yeah.
2: I Just I couldn't imagine.
0: All right, it's been a uh, it's been a crazy busy week. We are going to prepare for another one and wrap up this week with a little Friday fun time including an update on two of America's oldest mysteries. Ironic that this week, in one week, two of the most well-known, unsolved mysteries of American history had major updates. Hmm. I'll tell you about that, along with a little Friday fun time, next on Columbo and Katie.
1: For podcast articles and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com.
0: Welcome back to Columbia County on one News Talk STL. Wrapping up another busy week. Kind of an unexpected week. I wonder... Uh, What next week will bring? want to remind you that we'll be all over it here on News Talk STL. We talked about the podcast earlier. You never have to miss anything that happens here on the show if you're subscribed to the Columbo and Katie podcast because we put the show out as a podcast right after we get off the air every day. Also, a good time to remind you that you can also watch the show every day on the News Talk STL Rumble page. Twitter page. I'm still calling it Twitter. I'm not ready. Same. I'm not Formally ready to call it known. X. Not ready to call it X yet. Uh, on the News Talk STL Facebook page, YouTube page, Columbo and Katie YouTube channel also. Uh, you can watch the show every day. And of course, don't forget about the streaming on our website, mm-hmm. our app. The app is the way to go. Oh, by yeah. The way. It's wonderful. It is the way to go. It's clear. Especially if you travel between the signals like yeah. I do. Yeah.
2: Like same. at home.
0: 94.1 is the better signal for mm-hmm. me, but here at work 101.9 is the better signal. Mm-hmm. So if you just if you don't want to have to flip back and forth, just put on the app, Bluetooth the app, Easy. And you're all set.
2: I uh, we do have someone that commented on our live stream saying they love the music choice today. It's the Perry, all Wood Perry Woods. Every That's Friday, every
0: Friday all mm-hmm. Perry Woods, support local music and uh one more big thank you to everybody who joined us. Yeah, this weekend Definitely taking a little bit of a breath this weekend after last. For weekend. sure,
2: for sure. It's like I can't even believe last weekend happened. It was so much fun, <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be nice to just be like, <gasps> yeah,
0: yeah. We had our concert yes. with Mark Close and his band, uh, along with our band, who of course includes, which of course includes Perry Woods. And uh, thanks to uh, you guys, all the support that we had, and thanks to our sponsors, Weber Chevrolet yes. and Gutter Pros, we were able to raise over $1,000 for Thrive St. Louis. So, so incredible. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. So we'll uh, have to do it again. We'll have to do it again. Mm-hmm. We'll plan something maybe for the spring or summertime and and and, and do something like this again because it was a blast. It and
2: was so fun. Yeah,
0: can't thank everybody enough. All, everybody, everybody who came, everybody who supported us. Uh, All the bands, all the guys who just made it such a a successful event last week. All right, I mentioned that uh, two of America's oldest mysteries had breaking news this week. There's new evidence discovered in the D.B. Cooper skyjacking case, and they may have found Amelia Earhart's airplane. Oh, no way. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? D.B. Cooper? A microscopic metal fragment found on the tie of the infamous plane hijacker, D.B. Cooper, could help reveal his true identity. With this discovery, private investigator and D.B. Cooper researcher, Eric Ullis, said, quote, I would not be surprised at all if 2024 was the year we figure out who this guy was, the D.B. Cooper mystery all because they found a little metal fragment and I'm not going to get into it but basically they can they from this metal fragment they can trace back where this person was where DB Cooper was at a certain period of time a certain you know a certain location in the country at a certain exact time the tie he was wearing was sold at J.C. Penney's in 1964, around Christmas time. Oh my goodness! So they know that that's where the tie came from, uh, and they said that uh, again. Uh, with all this information, Willis uh, says that he can put Cooper. I can put him in Seattle, and I can put him at Boeing, and he can put him in the year 1964. Whoa! So yeah. He that says is so that 2024 crazy. might be the year that they finally are able to figure out who DB Cooper was, and then Amelia Earhart. A new discovery made in the depth of the ocean Ooh. may be a clue to solving one of the greatest mysteries of the 20th century. Experts with marine robots, uh, a marine robotics company, excuse me, that specialized in deep ocean exploration, said that they have captured a sonar image of what is believed to be Amelia Earhart's. Airplane. Wow. Sitting on the bottom of the ocean. Oh my
2: gosh. According
0: to a news release from Deep Sea Vision, the sonar image was captured in part of the Pacific Ocean west of where Earhart's projected landing point is believed to be. The captured image reveals contours that mirror the unique dual tails and scale of her aircraft.
2: How strange. Can you imagine what is at the bottom of the ocean?
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, I
2: just, I think about this pieces of Amelia Earhart's plane. That mystery is how, how old? I mean, can you imagine and fathom what is at at certain parts, the bottom of the ocean Mm -hmm. fossils,
0: what scares you more, the bottom of the ocean or outer space?
2: Both. Because not only am I claustrophobic, I am incredibly agoraphobic. So it's like...
0: The vastness, the, the emptiness.
2: Just the like going on a cruise, I, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could go on a cruise, but then I think about space and that seriously puts a knot in my stomach thinking about there is no end. I can't see the end of this.
0: They say if it if this is her plane... And it is where it, it it's it, by judging by where it's at, it lends credibility to the dateline theory, which hmm. is the theory that she got lost and confused. And this happened because she forgot to turn the calendar back one day when she flew over the oh international my, dateline. Oh, my goodness. And that's where the confusion in the on the path Oh my gosh. She came in and that's what ultimately did her in.
2: How in a mystery like that. I mean but Again, that just a unsolvable theory. mystery. Just insane.
0: Mm-hmm. To think about. I love that stuff. The unsolved mysteries and yeah. things like that. So I when I saw those, it like did in the same week. Amelia Earhart, D.B. Cooper in the same week.
2: I just yeah. Twenty
0: twenty four. It'll be the year that we know who D B Cooper is. It'll be the year that we figure out what happened to Amelia Earhart, it'll be the year that we start talking to aliens. That's my prediction. Here
2: comes twenty
0: <laughs> it's a presidential year. Let it all happens. That's my rip. prediction. And uh also it's you you know, it's February now. If you're planning for Valentine's Day, there is a company out there that is offering a service completely opposite of the ones that you are used to. There's a company called Insomnia Cookies. Oh, and yeah. right now, they are all, you know what Insomnia Cookies are?
2: Yeah, I think so. They're kind of like the crumble cookie. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. I think so. hmm
0: Well, anyway. For Valentine's Day, right now, you can purchase a twelve pack of cookies from their website, have them sent to your Valentine, except not your Valentine, because they're breakup cookies.
2: Oh <laughs> no. On Valentine's Day, send the breakup. So, you know.
0: Like the oh. hearts, what are the hearts called? Yeah, yeah. the sweet the sweethearts. Yeah. Sweethearts. Yeah, the hearts that have the messages on yeah, it. Yeah, they yeah. have a name for uh-huh. those hearts. Like Heavy. it's the exact yeah. opposite of that. So if you don't want to break up in person and... Dang, that's brutal. That's brutal. It's got... It, the cookies come with messages like, it's not me, it's you. That's cold-blooded to me. You're sweet, but not my flavor. It, that's uh, gotta be a joke. We're done. Have a nice life. <laughs> that is so
2: cruel. If you're sending that to someone that you dated, that's cruel. Another one is,
0: I have the hots for your roommate. These are real. <laughs>
2: you can, no.
0: The pack started thirty dollars. I'm throwing those you in someone's <laughs> face. That's what I'm doing. A very unserious way of ending things is the way that they are. That's not an unserious way. No. If you tell somebody. No. No. Out. No. So, uh, Your car's yeah. About to get cooked. I don't know. Maybe that's the right thing for you right now. All right, that's it for us. Colombo and Katie back on Monday at 2. The O'Reilly Report is next. Then Tim and Chris. Then Larry Connors, USA. Then Rob Carter. Thanks for listening to 1019 and 941 News Talk STL.